You're listening to the Woman Power Zone podcast with host Ariel Hubbard, empath, energy worker, and massage therapist who shares secrets and stories of women's empowerment, learned from over 32 years of working in holistic healing arts and talking with thousands of women about their amazing life stories. If you are seeking ways to grow, pivot, heal, and up-level your life, you are in the right place. Here is your host, Ariel Hubbard. Welcome to Woman Power Zone. In today's episode, the theme is the power of lowering stress, where I share with you tips and ideas on how not to overdo it in life. Come on and get some great ideas and make some positive changes. Welcome to Woman Power Zone, a safe space for learning, growing, healing, and empowerment. Today, we are talking about how to lessen the cognitive load and how to lower your stress levels. So what is the cognitive load? So I want you to imagine that you come in and you're going to get on my table and you want me to help you feel better. And you're like, I just feel totally overwhelmed, overburdened. I can't concentrate. I can't think. And I'm going to try to find ways to lower that stress level And what I tell people is when they come to see me, I say, imagine a wagon with heavy stones in it. And then you have to pull that wagon behind you every single day, all day long. And if you clear the stones out of it, it's easier to pull, right? And when you have more demands, it's harder to pull. So the cognitive load is everything that we think about, feel, learn, process, have to remember and deal with on a daily basis. And... The thing is, if you think about somebody, they're working, uh, if they have kids, they're parenting, if they're in a relationship, they have a relationship they're working with, right? And all the demands of that, then let's say they want to create a side hustle. So they have to learn how to do that. Then they have to do the side hustle. Then let's say their parents are older. So then they have to take care of them. So there's taking care of their parents. And then let's say they have a disabled sibling. So then they have to take care of the sibling. You get the idea. Self-care is not easy to do when you have a high cognitive load. So what happens is the mind and actually the brain can only process so much information consciously so a lot of it becomes subconscious so think of the mind as the psyche these are the thoughts we think and the feelings we have and the brain is the structure that processes all of that information now here's the thing because there's so much information overload in our society anyway we're constantly being bombarded i don't know how many email addresses you have how many websites you have I don't know if you have a bunch of different social media channels, if you talk to people on the phone verbally, if you have text messaging, if you have something like Telegram, if you have uh, like a list of podcasts you listen to, then you see ads driving down the road. All of that's going on on top of everything else I just mentioned, like all of your demands, your relationships, your work, how to make a living, all that stuff. That's all part of your cognitive load. Feeling overwhelmed yet? Oh my gosh. It's pretty intense. So most of us do have that out of control cognitive load that was already too heavy before the pandemic. And then it was stressed to the breaking point during the pandemic. And some of the experiences you may have had, like homeschooling, the loss of a job, illness, or the loss of someone that you love may have continued to bring stress and overwhelm into your life for a whole bunch of reasons, right? 
So how does that cognitive load show up? Like, what does that look like in your life? So when people come to see me for treatment, these are things that I notice with people and I wanted to share them with you just to see, do you have any of this stuff going on for yourself? Hey everybody, if you're loving this show and you want to make a difference, please go to Apple Podcast Ratings and give the show a five-star rating. Thanks so much. It's appreciated. So you can't remember anything or you have trouble getting to sleep, or you wake up in the middle of the night and you can't go back to sleep. You have odd symptoms or aches and pains in your body, or you have poor emotional resilience. And so emotional resilience is the ability to bounce back when you're dealing with something stressful, especially something emotional that's stressful. Some people have a difficulty learning something new because they'll, they'll joke around, my, my mind is full. That's because their cognitive load is too high. And then there are also people that are stubborn um, or they have resistance to growth or they're stubborn regarding other people's points of view. They don't want to be open to another point of view. That's probably because they're in overwhelm. And there are also people with a negative outlook on life where they feel stuck. And Another example of a high cognitive load is that people or situations annoy you very easily. So none of that's very much fun, is it? So here's the thing. You want to have a positive experience in life, right? So you want to find ways to lower that cognitive load, lower your stress level. So what can you do about it? There are different things you can do. And some of the things I'm going to mention are not absolutely everything. But I'm going to give you a couple examples. Some of them are like deep, profound, heavy, and some of them are kind of light and funny. So first thing is you want to lighten your load. So you want to look at your life. Look at scheduling. Are you over, are you overscheduled? Do you need to take some breaks? Do you need to take a walk every once in a while or exercise? Um, do you have too many financial commitments? Do you have too many people counting on you emotionally or too many social commitments? Probably not the social commitments at this point. Not yet. Anyway, that might happen later on as you go back into the world after, you know, being locked up for a couple years. <laughs> but here's the thing. Is there anything you could cut or reduce in your life? And this is a funny suggestion, but honestly, it really helps. Okay. If you have a lot going on and you're trying to keep your house or your apartment clean, right? You can delegate. You could buy one of those wonderful robots that vacuums and mops, and that's one less thing on your list. And if you don't like vacuuming and mopping, this would be a great opportunity for you to lighten your load using the magical robot. I call him Mr. Robot. He's wonderful. <laughs> I just put him on the floor, press a button, and voila, he just cleans everything. It's wonderful. But things like that, or you could have someone help you clean your house. Honestly, is it something that you need to spend your time on? Or could you help the economy by hiring someone else and having them do it for you? These are examples that are um, important. So the scheduling thing is a big one. Make sure you have gaps in your schedule for you to take a breath and to process some of the things you're experiencing. What can you do financially? Can you save up money? And have savings so that if something happens that you didn't plan for that would normally be stressful, if you have money saved, 
then you're taken care of because you can relax knowing, okay, I have what I need. That really helps lower your stress level. It's really important. Okay. So now we're going to talk about the next option or idea. This is something most people don't like to do, but they really need it. As a matter of fact, this is one of the unsung heroes in managing depression and anxiety. Guess what it is? It's exercise. Now, some people should not exercise very much, like people with chronic fatigue or autoimmune challenges that are severe, or if they're sick, that's a different story. Uh, for, For those people, they need to do something different. But for most of us, we need to exercise relatively consistently. You can see different recommendations online, but it's usually three to five days a week. You should be doing something because it has so many different benefits mentally, physically. It helps emotional um, stress. It helps you clear that. You can take anger or upset and work it out when you're exercising. It's pretty amazing. It does boost immune function and it does a lot of other things as well. It also keeps you young. It keeps your joints lubricated. Like there's so many different things that happen with exercise. I definitely recommend it. And ooh, here's a crazy idea. Go out and have some fun. Find activities that make you feel happy, joyful, things that make you feel free, accomplished, healed, or whole. This can be so many different things. It depends on what works for you. Volunteering is good. Doing art. Some people like to fish. Some people like to create. Some people like to go exploring. Some people like to hike. But make sure you include a plan to do something fun in your schedule. It's really important to have some fun time. This is for adults and children. All right, so we're going to take a little break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the power of no and some other tips for lowering that cognitive load. This podcast is sponsored by Hubbard Education Group, creating wellness through education. If you've wanted to learn about being an empath, healing, energy work, consciousness, or massage, we have online and in-person courses for you. Find us on Facebook at Hubbard Education Group. That's Hubbard Education Group. Or go to www.arielhubbard.com. That's www.arielhubbard.com. And if you're on Clubhouse, you can find Ariel Hubbard by looking up Ariel Hubbard, A-R-I-E-L-H-U-B-B-A-R-D. And we're back. Okay, so we've got to talk about saying no. So saying no politely yet firmly is another way to decrease that cognitive load. So set those boundaries and keep them. Somebody wants something that you cannot give or you need to make space in your calendar just for you and say no to someone so you can have time for yourself to relax, get an extra hour of sleep to process, do it. Most of us have been taught to people please perpetually and we do this to make other people happy but we overrun our own boundaries and we send negative messages to ourselves that we don't deserve to have our own time our own space our own feelings our own opinions or our own needs so it's really important that you get in touch with those what those things are and you set some boundaries around those because you don't want 
someone taking over your life and your time or your feelings and not giving you space to have your own, that's really important that you do things to take care of yourself. And you can see signs of this. If you're not honoring your own boundaries, you could see it. Everything from those LinkedIn messages, hi, I'd like to connect with you on LinkedIn, and then they cold pitch you instead of like trying to actually network and connect with you. (laughs) It's okay to say, hey, I just want to network. I don't want to be cold pitched. And amazingly, when you say things like that, people might actually develop real connections instead of just trying to sell you something, which is kind of nice. In your personal life, you know, pay attention. What do you need? What do you want? What works for you? And it's not about being totally self-centered either, but it is about being aware of what you need and what you want, as well as trying to accommodate or work with the other person's needs or wants. And romantically, this is also a big issue that can show up. So we do have some other Woman Power Zone episodes on boundaries. I do mention them in the show notes, but I'm going to remind you episode 11 on energetic boundaries. And there's also business boundaries episode with Jennifer Kennett in episode 24. Because a lot of us work too much. We work way too much and we need to not respond to a client message at 6.30 in the morning or 6 o'clock or 5.30 or 4 o'clock in the morning. I've gotten messages at those time in the morning and I don't respond to those until after 7 o'clock or even 8 o'clock sometimes. So setting boundaries in your personal life and your work life is really, really important. There are lots of articles about how important this is out there in the world. You can find them. And I definitely need to include mentioning getting massage or energy healing sessions. You need to clear yourself. We have a lot of different things that we deal with and a lot of energies that are out of balance. It's quite funky sometimes. And if you have a very stressful life, you're definitely going to need to have some sessions to take care of yourself. I cannot underscore how important this is. So I do walk my talk and I do get massage and energy work sessions regularly. And I'm going to give you an example. So recently I was teaching a Reiki class one of my students was working on me. So Reiki scans your body to determine if you need healing energy on the physical level, the emotional level, the mental level, or the spiritual level. And it sends energy to those various aspects and levels of yourself to facilitate healing. So when you have a buildup of stress or emotions, Reiki will move them out of your tissues out of your chakras, out of your meridians, and out of your auric field. It's pretty incredible stuff, i got to tell you. So she was working on me, and I felt like I had a hot air balloon attached to my back, and then the Reiki was pushing out all of that hot air. And that hot air was feeling stress about being over-responsible for people. Um, it Long story short, but a lot of us are in a sandwich generation where we have kids, we have elderly parents, And we might have like a disabled sibling, as I mentioned earlier. And that's a lot of people to take care of. So um, sometimes we have feelings about that or stress about that. And I was having those. And so the Reiki was taking all that energy and moving it out of me. It was pretty amazing. And um, when she was working on me, I didn't even feel emotion. I just felt myself breathing deeply and just exhaling a lot, literally, of hot air. It was great. And I felt so much lighter afterwards. So I definitely recommend that 
also. And also massage. Massage is incredible. We walk around feeling all this pain in our bodies. We don't need to feel that. It's not necessary. And it's counterproductive and it inhibits our ability to concentrate and move and do a lot of things in life that we'd like to do. So it also relieves congestion and toxins out of tissue. So I definitely recommend that. And then I'm going to give you one more suggestion. This is the hardest one for most Westerners to do, but I'm going to give it to you anyway, because I'm going to give you some suggestions and that's to meditate daily. If you can 10 to 25 minutes, there are oodles of studies out there about how effective massage is and how it can change literally your brain chemistry and your body chemistry. And here's the thing. Most people who are Westerners are not good at meditation. So I'm going to give you some suggestions. And there are different types of meditation too. You know, the stereotype is you sit there, you focus on your breathing, you sit totally still, and you're totally present with what's going on inside of your body and mind. That's one type. There's active meditation where you're chanting a mantra or you're exercising and you're thinking about something specific. And then there's also guided meditation where someone gives you visuals or ideas to think about during a specific meditative experience. So all of these can be helpful and I've got some suggestions for you. So you could get a meditation app. There are oodles of those out there too. I like Insight Timer. There are thousands of meditations on this app. You literally click on it. You do a search like insomnia or test anxiety or self-esteem and you can find meditations for all of those different issues. You can also just time your meditations on Insight Timer. So it's pretty cool. If you just want to sit and breathe and do like Zazen or Vipassana meditation, you can do that as well. So um, Insight Timer has an icon that looks like a Tibetan singing bowl. So if you see something that looks like a Tibetan singing bowl, and I'm going to have a, a moment. Here's the sound of a Tibetan singing bowl. There are a lot of different types of singing bowls. They sound amazing. So sometimes on the app, you can find meditations that just sound like the bowls. It's pretty cool. So these are called ambient sound meditations. It's kind of nice. So wanted to share the sound of that with you as you're taking that in and breathing that and you can kind of feel ah that feeling, right? Well, that will lower your stress levels. So try a meditation app. So another option you could have is you could do something like you could take a class. There are people out there that teach it. You can find someone to do meditation. You can find a group of people to meditate with. That's also great. I also have an online version. Um, I have a class called using meditation in your massage practice, but really you can take that class and use the meditations that I give in there. And I also do a full sound meditation with the bowls on there. So I have a platform. It's called, uh, it's HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash Hubbard education group dot my click number four course dot com. Hubbard education group dot my click four course dot com. I'll put it in the show notes you can find my meditation course on there or to make it even easier in the show notes, I'm going to include a link. I'm creating a membership site for my meditation people called Mindset Reset. 
and it is a way to help you get access to different meditation videos. And I'm creating that. There's a link for that. It's HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash mindset reset dot members hyphen only dot online forward slash. But you will see that on the show notes. I'm excited to present that to you. It's it's a project that I've been working on for quite a while. I've been filming videos for Sedona visitors and also videos working with color and I have a whole bunch of other things working with um, challenges with anxiety, focus, concentration, and low self-esteem that I'm going to be putting in there. So I'm excited because I have something to actually offer you that you can use to help you lower your cognitive load. The point is, there's a lot of different stuff you can do. I haven't even named everything. Like, you know, there's so many different things. But you want to lighten your load. You want to get exercise. You want to have fun. You want to say no. You want to get massage or energy healing treatments and you want to meditate daily if you can. And if you incorporate some of these or all of these, you will notice a significant difference in how you feel. I'm so excited that I was able to share this information with you today. I really appreciate you listening to the pod. I'm hoping you're enjoying all the different topics that I'm covering and I'm very excited that you're here with me. Please share this with friends. That's the whole goal is to make the world a better place. So thank you for joining me today. Remember to move with your power and into your magnificence. Are you experiencing overwhelm, frustration, stress, or anxiety? Do you need help with insomnia? Well, contact Ariel Hubbard at Hubbard Health Solutions. Ariel offers 25 modalities to help you move forward. You can deal with the pandemic and still experience balance and calm. Contact Ariel at arielhubbard.com. That's arielhubbard.com.